Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Hi, hi, Captain. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. I am Chrissy McQueen, and Justin Winters is giving me a funny look on my left. Yar! Why can't you just intro like a regular person? Because I am a captain, and I am apparently also a pirate. <laughs> okay, I should explain. We saw two movies this week with Captain in the title. We saw Captain America, the first Avenger, which is in theaters now, kids. And Captain Ron. Yep, that's right. Captain Ron. Captain Ron. A movie that has nothing to do with the former title, by the way. But Justin liked because he's like, hey, they're both captains. So, Justin, here's my question. Uh Uh-huh. In choosing Captain Ron as the companion film to Captain America, were you kind of hoping we could have some sort of... Really, you know, like, dissective sort of conversation about it where we could be like, let's compare and contrast. No. <laughs> no, not so much? So what was the point in picking? Because um, it was not the obvious option, pretty much. What would have been the obvious option? Like another, like, superhero film, like uh, Thor or Superman or... The Rocketeer, which is directed by the same guy that directed Captain America that we just saw. So instead of that, I was like, "Uh, let's watch another Captain movie. I guess I'm kind of glad that we didn't watch another superhero movie because, can I just tell you? Maybe we should have watched Captain EO. Maybe we should have. Have you seen Captain EO? The ride at Disneyland. Um, No, I have not. Okay. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that you didn't choose another superhero film because, I don't know about you, but I'm a little superheroed out, man. Why? Because you've seen two this year? No, I've seen more than two. What? Okay, what other superhero films have you seen this year? Well, we saw Captain America. Okay. We saw The Green Booger, whatever it was. <laughs> That's my favorite, The Green Booger. <laughs> well, I can't remember if it's, if it's Hornet or Lantern. Okay, I guess it is three. Uh, yeah, The Green Hornet. And, and we then, saw X-Men. Yeah. So three. At least three. I feel like there must have been more. No. I tried to get you to go see Thor, but you didn't want to. That's right. I was like, hail to the no. Okay. So, yeah, three movies about superheroes, and I know that there were a whole bunch more that came out that I didn't see, but I did have to hear about them. I'm just a little superheroed out. This is going to be an interesting discussion, too, I think, because you and I, I think, have very different opinions of this movie. I can't talk to you. I'm trying to have a conversation with Justin, y'all, and he has a wet towel on his head, like he's doing Matchmaker Matchmaker from Fiddler. It's like a thousand degrees in here. It's not like a thousand degrees in here. It's it like is. 75. It's, it's, it's in the heat. It's summer. Summer heat. It's not even humid. What are you t- it doesn't matter if it's a thousand degrees how humid it is. It's 75. 75 with no humidity. It is not 75 degrees. It was like 97 degrees this afternoon, and it's maybe cooled down a little bit outside, but hasn't cooled down inside. You're right. It was like 92 degrees at about 2 o'clock. It's 8.30, and we're inside. 
well, I run hot and you run cold. So True. I can't, we can't have the air on because it's loud. So this is my other option. Okay. Step off. I'm not. Yes, you should. No, I meant like I'm not doing anything worthy of stepping off. No, you're making fun of my towel. No, wait, come on. You were wearing it on your head like you were in Fiddler. Well. And you even knew it was funny because you were giggling under it. It cools you down. <laughs> so don't act like you didn't know it was funny. You were like, hee, 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 towel on my head. Oh, okay. Should I have like a... a Burka towel? A, a bandana of A towel? bandana towel? Bandana towel. You could. This has nothing to do with the podcast. It's okay. Okay. I'm part of 50% of the podcast. It has to do with me. All right, then. What were you saying? I was saying we're going to have very different opinions on Cap Captain a America. A fest. A moan fest? Yeah. Chrissy. Oh, we got out of the movie of Captain Avenger, or Captain, Captain Avenger? America, the first <laughs> Avenger. I don't know why they had to have that, but, uh, and the first thing uh, Chrissy said was, why was it there more talking? Well, I, I mean, was like, because it's not Captain talking. Well, I understand it's not Captain talking. <laughs> Which might have been a better film. I'm just... Uh. Well, just, uh, you know, just give... What's your general view on the movie without spoiling anything? Well, oh, um, trust me, I'm not going to spoil a thing. Mainly because I had to fight to stay awake. Uh, <laughs> here's the deal. A movie that is in 3D, that when you go with another person costs you like $40, you shouldn't have to fight to stay awake, even if you're me. And I think the reason why I did that was because... Like I did mention to you, not that there wasn't enough talking, but there wasn't enough good dialogue. There just wasn't. There was a lot of explainy dialogue of like, this is how this works and this is how this special stone cube thing works and we're going to find it and here are the places we should find it. Like a lot of, you know, just kind of getting into the real thick of it without any character development. Like minus... The captain himself, who was a good guy, and that was, you know, kind of like he had this whole hero thing going on for him, which was great. Nobody else had any character development whatsoever, and there weren't any relationships that I cared about. None. Okay. Oh, wait. That's a lie. I lied. I'm sorry. I did care about what happened to the best friend, Bucky. Okay. But that's it. So you, you generally hated it, you said. Hate is a strong word. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. It. I would not have paid as much as we paid to go see it in 3d okay i feel like the 3d was kind of wasted oh that point i would probably agree on yeah it was just superfluous um this could have been the same film without it and why did they do it in 3d was it was it a gimmick or well that's pretty much been the gimmick all summer there's been a lot of movies that they have post converted into 3d because um Mainly because it's money. It, you know, people pay more money and right. makes more As money. We and Well, then that's my question. Was this post-converted? Yes. Ah, that makes sense to me then. Yes. It just does. You know, let's talk about some performances. Well, can I talk about my general yeah. reaction? Yeah, oh, of course. I thought you were just like, there you go, done. No, I let you have your spill and then I figured you'd let me have my spill. Well, by all means, let me step off. Never mind then. Please, Justin, please, please can I hear your synopsis? Continue to talk about how you fall asleep during every single movie you ever watch of all time. <sighs> That's not true. Pretty much. Nuh-uh. I was, I was uh, watching you laugh and, you know, be generally excited by the movie for the whole thing, so... Really? I'm kind of surprised that you were falling asleep. Really? Okay, here's what I thought. I thought it was um, great. Um, not good, not excellent, but great. 
Um, the main things that I had problems with were kind of like nitpicky. Um, the biggest thing I had a problem with was the the ending. Um, but, but otherwise, I thought anytime you have a superhero film, you won't you know number one you won't have a good like a superhero that you actually um, emphasize or care for. And I think Chris Evans did a really good job um, of you know fulfilling the Captain America mold, which is the you know non cynical you know honest good-hearted right guy and i think the um the i mean the first like 45 minutes almost is just setting him up as that hero right and i I like that they actually took time to do that and um so i liked him number one uh also has to have a good villain and i think um hugo weaving who plays johan schmidt aka the red skull um was really really good like he was um, he was the pulpy villain. Like, it, it, there's all kinds of touchstones throughout this movie where you're like, oh, this reminds me of Raiders of the Lost Ark film. And that's deliberate because Joe Johnson, the director, actually worked on, you know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, and then Captain America, the story of Captain America kind of, uh, influenced, um, the Indiana Jones movies, um, in the pulpy serial way. Um, but yeah, I thought the villain was great. Um, and then the supporting cast, I liked Tommy Lee Jones, Colonel Phillips. I thought he was great. He had a lot of good, um, quips and, um, interactions. Uh, I liked, uh, Tucci. Tucci. I always liked Stanley Tucci. He played, part of the movie. he, um, he played Dr. Erskine who at the beginning of the movie kind of sets up, um, the theme of, of, of what Captain America is all about. And, you know, he's the one who lets, uh, Steve into the army. Well, he, he's the scientist that, you know, developed the, the super serum that actually makes um, Steve Rogers into Captain America. Right. Um, so I liked him. Uh, Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter, I thought she was... Pretty. I thought she was great. I thought she was good. I, did, I thought she was... Uh, she had a little bit more to do than someone like Cameron Diaz in Green Hornet because she actually showed that she could be a badass at times throughout the movie. Um, and then she, you know, had the little romantic subplot with Steve Rogers. Um, who else? I liked, uh, Sebastian Stan who played Bucky Barnes, even though I, I, I wish there would have been more of him. Um, that, I agree. let's see. Well, who else? The Howling Commandos. I wish there would have been more, more of them. They were like the group of, um, group of soldiers that are kind of in the middle of the movie that, uh, Captain America teams up with to, you know, take on Hydra in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, just, I, you know... I wish there would have been more Nazis. Well, that's the thing. The, 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 the villain in the movie kind of is, is worse, even worse than Nazis. Like, he, know. you know, he, he does stuff that... He wants to take over all of the countries. Exactly. And he's got his, you know, uh, cosmic cube that he weaponized... I in, guess. Into these, like, you know. And maybe I'm having a hard time with the logic leap here, but maybe that was a part of the problem for me, too. Because, like, I actually bought his, uh, villainousness. Villainousness? It is now. the word. Uh-huh. Look it up. Villainousness. Uh, I bought it when he was, you know, um, Schmidt was actually, like, a crazy scientist slash Nazi. He was far more foreboding to me, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. than... 
versus once he revealed himself to be what you call the Red Skull, where he was like already, and then he wanted to take over all the other countries. Because then he, it, it was like he jumped the shark. He went from being oh dangerous and and a bad guy, a Nazi, to being like now I'm just crazy and I'm going to talk about taking over all the countries. <laughs> what the hell? You Foghorn Leghorn all of a sudden? <laughs> um, but the main thing that I liked I about like this, that. I mean, I, I've been, you know, a superhero film fanatic since, you know, we age. I, you know, I read, I read a lot of comics. And the thing I think this movie does better than most superhero films is it's got, like, the epic scope about it. Like, I know you didn't see Thor earlier this summer, mm-hmm. but Thor, I mean, it goes into, like, outer space and shit. But in the movie, they, they take it from outer space to, like, this small nothing town in, like, New Mexico. And so Thor's like, I'm going to save... Wait, there's not a lot of people in this town, you know? I'm not really saving that many people. Oh, there's Natalie Portman. She's cute. Where I I think that this movie, like, the scope of it is huge. Like, That's true. You know... There, there are portions throughout this movie where you could tell that the that there was action, there were stunts that involved real stuntmen as opposed to CGI creations, like, you know. Right. And X-Men did that well, too. Yeah. I didn't like Captain America as much as X-Men, but, um, again, that probably had a lot to do with the fact that the, I think the first half of the movie is Aces. It's, like, really good at setting up, um, you know... Steve and turning him into Captain America. Yes. And then the second half, it's kind of like felt rushed to me. Yes. Like, uh, I mean, I didn't necessarily want them to sit down and talk about everything like you, but, but the, the, the second third of the movie is when, um, you know, Captain America teams up with the Howling Commandos and it, the movie became really like montagey where I wanted to like, like, like step out some of these action sequences and, you know, actually have an action sequence instead of have montages of, like, all these things that they did. Right. No, I agree with you there. And, um, then, and then the ending, which we'll talk about later, um, well, which I know Chrissy had a problem with, I just thought that they, again, it felt rushed as well. Which is really weird because, like I said, the first half of the movie, they really take their time in, you know, setting up Steve Rogers as, you know, this, this kid, this weakling kid who just wants to, you know, serve his country. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, it's like uh, once they reach the midpoint of the movie, it's like, whoosh, you know, everything felt rushed. And I was like, slow down. You know, I'm enjoying this. But, you know, as good as all that exposition was, it doesn't redeem the falling action and resolution, which in my mind sucked. Okay. Well, that's 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 a spoiler. So we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Well, no, we're not talking about what happened yet. I'm just saying. Well, the pro- the problem is this was the last movie before the Avengers. And all of these movies are kind of like chess pieces that are being set up for the big Avengers movie. And what this, are these this, movies? Huh? You said these movies. The characters that, are, that make up the Avengers. You had Iron Man. You have the Incredible Hulk. You have Thor, you have, you know, oh. all these, all these movies are being set up for the big Avengers movie oh, where they're know. all going to form together into the one group. So this, this movie, Captain America, the first Avenger, not only is he the leader of the Avengers, but this is the last movie before that. So this movie in some way had to kind of set up the Avengers 
we knew it had to set up some way at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the way they did it is just super kind of awkward. And it kind of, um, kind of, uh, I don't know. Dot, dot, dot. Kind of dot, dot, dot. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's why they kind of, dot, dot, dot. But, um, what else? Oh, one thing that I really loved about this movie, which you don't, again, you don't get to see a lot in any movies nowadays. It had a, a score that was befitting for a superhero film by one of my favorite uh, composers, Alan Silvestri, who did the Back to the Future um, score. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was great. Like, everything. Especially, and I don't know how much Silvestri had it to do with the, um, the whole sequence where um, Captain America, before he actually becomes super, you know, badass fighting Captain America... They kind of make him into a propaganda machine to sell war bonds, and he goes on the road as like the USO, like you know, right. in his like cloth outfit, you know, with the the girls and stuff. Yes, and they have like this. Uh, I think it's called Super Star Spangled Man or something like that. I, I, I thought the whole sequence was really good. I agree with you, okay. and uh, the USO show is probably my favorite scene. Yeah. In the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny when you talked earlier about certain performances. I, I agree with, like, Stanley Tucci was only in it for two seconds, but he was great in his two seconds. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones does have some great one-liners. And I think that's actually a double-edged sword here. Because on one hand, I was like, oh, he's got some great, like, lines. And every time Tommy Lee Jones said something, I kind of, I listened up and I thought it was funny. And that's probably when you heard me laughing, by the way. It was when he was speaking. I didn't hear you but, snoring, so... I don't snore in general. But it, uh, it, the 3D glasses are good for naps, y'all. But what really bothered me, and at the same time, like, literally, I, as I'd be laughing, I'd be like, now why aren't more people talking like this? Why aren't there more good lines being said by other characters? Why is it just one-liners by Tommy Lee Jones? And not just for laughter's sake, but for, you know, there were, there were no even, like, good ooh lines, you know, where... The hero's going to stick it to the bad guy, and then he says something where... He... Oh, no, I, I disagree. I thought I thought that the Johan Smith, the bad guy, had a lot of lines. Um, his assistant, who's played by Toby Jones, uh, who assists the Red Skull guy, his just like... The looks on his faces throughout the movie yeah. were, were hilarious because he was one of those guys that you could tell had gotten too deep into something that he didn't really yeah, understand. Yeah, he's like, how do I get out of this? He's like, oh, shit, I made a mistake, you know? <laughs> I guess I can't back away from this, you know? Whatever you say, boss. Couldn't have, you know? No, yeah, I agree, and he had some good uh, facial expressions. Um, uh, Dominique Cooper plays uh, Howard, Howard, huh? Dominic. Is it Dominic? Yeah, Dominique is for a girl. Dominic Cooper? Isn't that what it said? You said Dominique. Oh, my bad. It's cool. Anyway, he plays Howard Stark. I thought he had a lot of great lines. And bad. He, he's kind of a, a setup for the Avengers as well because obviously he plays um, the character who is Tony Stark's dad, a.k.a. Robert Downey Jr., who you can tell, you know, the apple didn't fall far from the tree in terms of being full of themselves and, you know, as well. What did so. you think of Bucky's arc and the relationship between he and Steve? Um, I wanted more of it because in the comics, although Bucky is like in the comics, he's like a younger, like almost Robin kid to Captain America. They still have like a, a bond of like, they're almost like brothers and they, right. they did that in this, but 
they just didn't have enough. Like I said, yeah. they didn't have enough with him. Because he, at the beginning, they like kind of introduce the two of them and then Bucky goes off to war. And then, you know. It was a good introduction. We, we miss him for 45 minutes. He he actually becomes like a, a, a superhero character of his own. And I'm wondering like if they're going to go that route. Because they really didn't set... Bucky as an introductory character up enough to wait a minute, did warrant. he? But he died. Well, in the comics, he he also is like frozen in ice, and the Russians, um, he because he, he eventually gets amnesia, and the Russians turn him into like a killing machine. Oh, called the Winter Soldier. Ooh, way to tell me that movie fail. I, although I did like the the scene in the train, which involves Captain America and Bucky. Um, and his, whatever happens to him, <laughs> whatever happens to Bucky, even though you said it, he, you think he dies. Well, that's what's insinuated. So I'm like, all right, Bucky dies. Bye Bucky. That was, after that, swear to God, that happened. I was like, I'm officially checked out. Really? I was fighting not to check out. And then as soon as Bucky died, I was like, and I'm done. Just cause he was cute? No. No? No, not at all. Why? If he had a redeeming quality, um, that save Captain America, I felt like kind of none of the other characters had. You mentioned Haley Atwell. She had, yes, some, I guess, badassery moments, if you will, for a woman um, in the 1940s especially. She's also a major hottie. But that's just it. Um, I I have actually met her, and she is... Su- no, no, no. The point I'm trying to make is it's not that I met her. Is that she's, she is very pretty, and she's super kind, and she's funny. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more to her than what she was in this movie. I actually... It's funny, because I, I met her before I saw this movie, and I expected to see certain aspects, not of, like, her specific personality, but, you know, just her charisma... On the screen, and I didn't at all. I felt like she was underused. She made a lot of the same expressions throughout the entire thing, and I don't even think it was her fault. I think it was directing. You know, she was just a, a really pretty face and a good shot. Mm-hmm. That's it. And this whole subplot of, like, let's have a romance between Captain America and she, I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You didn't believe their romance? No. Not for a second. And even worse, even worse, I'm not going to say it, but the last line... That Steve gives at the very end of the movie before the credits. I turned to you and I audibly said, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's how it ends. <laughs> okay. Fine. Okay. But, I, uh, you know, uh, I think there was a lot of good sequences. I already talked about the USO sequence. I think the whole, um, the whole super serum, like him getting the super serum. Yeah. And him running through Brooklyn trying to chase this guy that has killed the doctor. I agree. That whole thing was was really well um, staged. And the whole kid getting thrown in the water and being like, don't worry, I can swim. I agree. That was a pro- another favorite part of the film. Oh, you're having, you're discovering all these favorite parts you forgot about, huh? Well, favorite is relative term. Um, well, like I said, it's not black or white. You keep saying that I hated it. And I didn't I know. hate it. I know. And I didn't think it's think it was perfect. But you thought it was great. I thought it was great. I would, I didn't even think it was like good. I thought it was okay. Okay. So those parts, like like uh, you just mentioned, with yeah, exactly where he's chasing the guy through Brooklyn and the kid jumps in the water. I can swim. Great. Uh, what did you think of the whole "Let's get on the Valkyrie missile and make sure it doesn't go into the United States" sequence? Well, that's the end sequence. 
That's before. Well, that's before. I'm thinking of like the end. Then. Um, that's part of the whole thing where I was like, I wanted more. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Because they set up, the, they set up the two of them to be so, like, I like Chris Evans. What did you think of Chris Evans, by the way? He was no Chris Pine, but I liked him a lot. <laughs> oh, he was Chris the wrong Pine. Chris. <laughs> people, wanted Chris, the people wanted Chris Pine for this role, actually. Did they really? I thought I was just being funny and cute because I like Chris Pine. <laughs> no, they did. Oh. But after Star Trek, everybody wanted him from every, for everything, so. Right. Well, I don't blame them. <laughs> They're smart people. I mean, I liked him. I I actually didn't know when maybe you can enlighten me on this. Did they ha- do some sort of weird CGI thing for the whole like bodybuilding thing, or was that him, both skinny and built up? Um, the, him built up was him, and the the skinny thing was um a CGI effect that they actually digitally like reduced him. It wasn't weird. A lot of people thought that it was like a different someone someone else's body. Yeah. Like social network or Benjamin Button. But it was actually his body, but they digitally reduced him his body. Wait, so social network? Social network. You remember the, the twins? Oh yeah, yeah. Obviously those weren't Well yeah, yeah. Those were one actor. I thought somebody was shrunk and I was like Justin Timberlake looked like Justin Timberlake to said, me. So it looks like you know, they put Chris Heaven's head on some skinny dude's body. Yeah. But but it was actually you know, CGI reducing, I guess. Well, I don't, I don't know any of uh, Chris Evans's, you know, movies before this, so I have no idea what he really looks like. So, um, could fool me. But you liked him when he was built up. Of course, I did. Were Come like, on, hi-o. Yeah, he's my type. Oh, okay. You know my type. Come on. So you're saying I look like Kim? <laughs> You're perfect just the way you are. What does that mean? That means I love you. That's mean. No, it's not. That was perfectly nice. America. I think I'd be a good Captain America. I think you would be too. You have you have the 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 gumption, and you have the the wanting to be good, and the I'm not putting this well, but like when you care, I, ju- I jump <laughs> I jump on a grenade so people wouldn't explode. What's the song? Bruno Mars? Yeah. Grenade? Yeah, but what's he say? I something a grenade for you. Does he say, does he say jump on a grenade for I you? Might be, I, I would jump on... No. <laughs> <laughs> I would jump on a grenade for you. No, I don't think that's right. <laughs> oh my god, why didn't they take that song and put it in the movie? Because... Um, that wasn't around in the 19, you know, BT 40. dubs. I did love the music in this movie. I know you mentioned that earlier. Um, the music in what? This movie. Captain the score? America. Yes. Yeah, but, oh, but wait, but you loved it because it was truly like, you know, super heroic and, in you know, it's emotion and it's bawa. Well, yeah, you don't want to like have some like downer music. Sarah <laughs> <laughs> McLaughlin music going when, when Bucky dies. I will remember you. Exactly. And like, there he goes. Well, I just also like because there's there's always there's a lot of superhero movies where the the guy is like, why me? You know, why is this me? All this right. responsibility, Reluctant you know. Hero. Well, well, you know, Steve Rogers is like, you know, hell yeah. At the beginning of the movie, he's <laughs> tried to get into the army several times, and they've denied him because six times, right? Is it six times, four or six, one of the two. I think it's four, but he like really wants to serve his country and. 
when people are like, do you want to, you know, kill bad guys? He's like, I really don't want to kill anyone. I just hate bullies. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay, that's, that's, that's Steve Rogers. That's, that's who and That is. reminded me of something you would say when he said that. I was like, oh, he could hang out with Justin. That's so something Justin would say. Oh, thanks. I can hang out with him then. I don't want to get into fights. I just don't like bullies. And yeah. The, and the whole, like, getting in a fight outside a bar and just getting pummeled in the face over and over I could again. do this all day. I don't know if I could do that all day, but... Yeah, I don't think so either. Wow, you just hate me tonight. No! I'm just saying, like, you would, you're you a lover and not a fighter. You would get to a point where you'd be like, okay, okay, let's talk about this. Well, that's because I don't have to fight. I can just give looks and intimidate people. You are, because you're very, very tall. You're right. Exactly. Ta-da! <laughs> what? Oh man, I see you're funny. Okay, but <laughs> but yeah, throughout the movie, I was just like, yes, you know, you want to go to a movie where you're like, yes, they got this right instead of like Green Hornet or Thor, where you're like, oh, what? I totally felt at times like this was like the Green Bugger. The Green Bugger. I did. No, where where it. No, because the Green Booger, you can go back to my earlier thing. I, I'll say it again, like I said in that podcast. You can't remember the name. It, yes, I can. It's Green Hornet. It, it had its moments. It just wasn't overall great. It didn't mesh well. The first part didn't mesh well with the second part, which didn't mesh well with the third part. Come on now. Adventures in storytelling. Get it right. Um, uh, yes. I, don't, I don't agree. Whatever. But everyone I know thinks I'm right. That's <laughs> all that matters. The director Joe Johnston, he did um, October Sky, which I love. Rocketeer, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, I've seen that. You've seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not often you mention a movie, and I go, "Oh, I've seen it." But um, his last couple of movies have been kind of wah 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 wah. So I was very surprised and. Pleasantly so, apparently. <laughs> um, shall we talk about the very, very, very last scene? All right, yeah, let's talk about, spoiler warning, the, the last... Or I guess second to last and then last scene. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so spoiler, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, now's a good time to fast forward five minutes or so till we get to Captain Ron. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling like, I can't wait to hear what they say about Captain oh, Ron. Oh, Captain Ron. It's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Please don't bash it. <laughs> Um, okay, here's what I, I thought about the, the last scene. Okay. Um, number one, it was already feeling rushed, and I was like, okay, finally, Red Skull and Captain America are going to get it on. And not that not that way. Or just, like, beat each other up <laughs> for at least, like, ten minutes. But it was like, it was like that. It was like, took no time at all. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man. By the way, ever since your innuendo, all I could think of is more innuendo. And you're like, it was over like that. I know. It was very, you know. It was brief. One and done. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was actually happy that it was one and done for the wrong reasons. Because at this point, I was like, please let this be over. Is it over yet? Is it over yet? Please kill him. Please let this be over. I, I was kind of disappointed in, in how they didn't explain exactly what was, like, on the the plane. Like, it was a missile, you know, right? You know, some kind of bombs. Right. Was he just going to drop the bombs, or was he going to fly the, the plane like a kamikaze mission into some buildings? Or? 
I didn't really, really know. I think it was supposed to be just a missile, and they were going to take it towards the United States, and then I don't know if they could eject the missile and then fly away or what, but... They really didn't go into that. No, they didn't. Um, but I... So, what did you think? What Of that whole sequence? I, 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 I knew it was kind of in character that he was like, I'm going, you know, I'm going to go down with the plane... But in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, he, like, jumped through fire, like, right. about 30 minutes ago. Number one, how, how did he jump through the fire? Yeah, I have no idea how he jumped through the fire. Because <laughs> it's like, it cut out, like, yeah. he's in the middle of the he fire. He was halfway across the bridge, and then all of a sudden the fire came up from the bottom, like, rawr, fire! I'm like, he's Freddy Krueger now. <laughs> I know, seriously. And then that was it, and you didn't see him anymore, and I was like... Fire bad. So when he's going down to the plane, I'm like, dude, just like jump out. You don't even need a parachute. Just like. <laughs> You're Captain America. <laughs> just land in a tree or something. I will say that at that point when he kind of was on the radio with um, Haley Atwell, I was like, oh, this now it's winning me back a little bit because he's gone back to not just like kicking ass and taking names, but willing to go down for the good cause. And. I like that in a hero. I like the hero who's not just willing to fight, but willing to, like, actually lay down and be like, I'm done for the cause. So you weren't, like, just, you know, jump out at the last minute. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that as much. Ejector he would have been like, I got this. Hell yeah. And, like, America. And then, like. America. <laughs> that's what I was thinking of, but I didn't <laughs> want to swear again. Um, yeah. America. Hell Yeah. That's honestly, it doesn't have the same appeal with the hell. Um, that's what I was thinking of. And I was glad when he didn't and just had this nice conversation. And then all of a sudden when his radio, when it went silent, I got sad. Did that you, was, I have to say, I was from Loma or I was kind of, I can't even say moved, but it was like, did oh. tear up? No, I didn't tear up. I, I, yeah, I was a little verklempt. Got it. There you go. Thank you, Linda Richmond. That's the feeling. A little verklempt. Okay. And so you want it to end like right there. You wanted the movie in right there. He he dies. Well, she's sad. No, the, the little kids come in like with their trash can shields that they made in slow motion. Like goodbye, Captain America. Well, no, 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 no. Because I mean, I knew that he had to survive. Because then she says, "We're going to go on a date next Saturday, and, and don't be uh, uh, don't be a minute late." And at that point, I go, "Oh, he's got to live because he's got to make this date. He's got to make this date with Haley Atwell." And then. What happened? They didn't even show her waiting, like, at the date. I know. I was so mad. I was like, are you kidding me? After all that, that was the whole thing. The last line you ever hear in your whole life is, we're going to meet here and don't be a minute late. It's like... Do you think he was a virgin when he died? Or when he... The plane went down? I never thought of it, but probably... Come on, it was like an affair to, to remember moment where they're like, we're gonna meet at the bridge or at the top of the building at this time... And then all of a sudden... She's like, I've been stalking you throughout this whole right, film. Right, And then all of a sudden, when it, later on, when he wakes up in the hospital bed, I was like, oh, okay, good. He's going to get up and he's going to go on that date with Haley Atwell. And then it ends up being 70 years in the future. And he's like, oh, I had a date. End of movie. <laughs> End of movie. And I was like, WTF? Like a little thought bubble above my head. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't show him in ice so people would know that he was actually frozen... For 70 years. Is that what happened? Yeah. Because I was going to ask him, because they said he was sleeping, and I was like, so wait a minute, has he been in the bed this whole time? 
Do they have that radio, the, the baseball game playing on a loop for whenever he woke up? Do they have like a rotating cast of nurses dressed up in the 40s garb, always on call in case he woke up at that exact moment so some, one of them would be there? I really did think of all of this. For 70 years. Yeah, that's what I thought of. And it was so unexplained. I was like, how long has a woman been standing there waiting well, for him to wake up? Well, at the beginning of the movie, they... It was present day at the beginning of the movie, and they find this th- this ship that's been oh, yeah, yeah. crashed into ice, and they found this shield. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because <laughs> he had already forgotten about that. She's like, I can't remember an hour and a half ago. It's too far ago. <laughs> it was more than that. But I really couldn't remember. I definitely sat there and go, oh my god, how did this work? Yeah. Well, I mean, when... age. <laughs> I just, I just imagine you sitting there thinking he was like Rip Van Winkle like in the bed, like his beard keeps growing longer, and the the chick that they keep hiring to, like, okay, just in case he wakes up, make sure you cut his beard, you know. And that you're all forties out in your in your outfit. You got the bedpan going on. What happens after the same woman has been doing the job for like twenty years, and then they're like, all right, now you're getting too old. Now we need to have somebody else do it. Sorry, he didn't wake up during your shift. <laughs> I really thought about this. <laughs> or like the, I guess the, the baseball game's on a loop and then like some I wonder if he feels like he's seen the game. He's heard it like for 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No, but what really messed me up is when he broke out of the hospital, ended up in Times Square, and then literally his reaction to waking up 70 years in the future was not, holy crap, what are these cars doing? Or what is, you know... What is these laser beams on the side of the building, which is Times Square as we know it? Instead, he's like, I have a date. Yeah, I thought it was really, that that was really stupid. It was Ray Ray. And Ray Ray. He also wasn't, hey, he was walking barefoot and running barefoot in the middle of Times Square. I'm like, dude, that's got to hurt. Get some shoes. Get some shoes. Yeah, come on, man. And then Samuel Jackson, who pops up at the end of every single movie now, <laughs> it's like, Hey. Oh, he did in the other movies too? Yeah. I haven't seen the other ones, so that's why I'm like, who? Um, yeah, his thing is he comes in the end. No, you saw Iron Man where he comes in and he's like, I gotta, you know, I want you to join the Avengers. I don't really remember that, he's but like, okay. You know, I want you to join the Avengers. And does Robert Downey Jr. be like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. He was even at the end of Transformers. He's like, hey, robots, join the Avengers. No, really? <laughs> oh, I thought for sure that. I was like, really? That happened? I don't know anything about these comic book things. So. X-Men, join the Avengers. <laughs> he should have been at the end of uh, 500 Days of Summer. The Smurfs, join the Avengers. No, no, that's a bad idea. Don't do not do that. Who was seeing that movie? But yeah, like I was disappointed that Samuel Jackson's like, dude, you've been frozen for 70 years. He's like, you've been asleep. Yeah, no, he didn't say frozen. He's like, you've been sleeping. You've been taking some no-nos. <laughs> no, he has. He's been taking lots of does. Oh, no does to stay awake. Up. Yeah, hence no does. You should have been taking some no-dos. You would have taken... You You would have you gone on your date. <laughs> you would have got you some. <laughs> Good on you, Captain America. And then I was like, well, why isn't he going to find her at that... After he said that, I was like, maybe the next scene is going to be him, like, finding Haley well, why did they? Why, why did it take, like, how many years for them to find him? Oh, like, she might be dead, actually. I just figured that out. <laughs> Seven years in the future. And he, she was already, like, 28. Unless they put her on ice, too. No. No. She's probably like, whatever. 90. <laughs> That's, that would have been cool if she was like in Times Square, 90 years old, like waiting for him. Actually, she would have been older than 90 because I think she was older than 20. She should have been the person that they hired to watch over him as he 
slept listening to the baseball game. Oh, what happened though if you would have woken up and she was really old, like 95, sitting in a chair knitting, and she's like, I've been waiting for our date for 70 years, and he'd be like, what the Or if he woke up and he was tied to the bed like Jason in, in True Blood, and oh she was just God. like no. gently raping him. No, okay, you, wow. There was the line. You know what you just did? You Captain America jumped into the fire, and the fire came and got you. That's just what happened right now. Dude, he was like, he didn't, he, he was like halfway across, enveloped in flames, and I'm like, what? That's what you just did. You Captain were like, Freddy Krueger. You were like, watch this line that I'm about to jump over. Watch me make it to the other side. And the fire came up and went, roar. So you didn't believe in, in their love enough for her to wait for him? I waited for you. No? My gigan- Please. My gigantic rack waited for you. Oh, wow. First of all, TMI. Uh, second of all... Don't sully that which is the notebook by comparing it to this. Not the same. Not the same. No, it would be the notebook. She would have been like, I'm waiting for you. And he'd be like, Who are you? No, Alzheimer's. <laughs> Alzheimer's? <laughs> wow. Okay. Glad we had this talk. I like the notebook. The, the notebook or the notebook? The notebook. I'm saying, I'm speaking English, damn it. No, you were like, I really like the no book. I was like, what the hell's in the no book? <laughs> the book of no. Exactly. Okay. Um, so give it a grade, Justin. I would give it a B plus. Really? Yes. Okay. Because overall, I liked the direction, the, um, the performances, most of the script, um, by the way, uh, Joss Whedon did a lot of work on the script, apparently. Oh, Joss. And I could tell, like, there was some, like, quips throughout. I was like, oh, that sounds like yeah, a Joss Whedon all quip. all said, like, Tom, by Tommy Lee Jones. No. There was stuff like, uh... Give me a quip somebody else said. The whole thing about fondue, I was like, that's definitely Joss Whedon. Talk, oh. Them talking about doing fondue. That's true. You're right. That was, it, whenever it's, like, corny but still funny, Joss Whedon. But Joss Whedon is um, writing and directing the Avengers, so which well, right. which they had the kind of like a trailer after the credits of Captain America for the Avengers, and I was like, yes, yeah, everybody was super excited about that. It was really weird, by the way. It's taken being... so many years, man. You're like, finally, it's well, here. See, I had no idea because I don't follow any of this stuff. So being the one person in the audience who was like. Literally, truly, in the dark, I was sitting there, Justin's on my right, some random chick is on my left, and she's with her boyfriend, and I hear Justin on my right being like, yes, yes. <laughs> and then on my left, the girl's like, this is awesome! Oh my god! And she and her boyfriend were like, yeah! And totally into uh, it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was behind me. And then behind me, yeah, this guy like kicked the back of my chair because he was so excited. He was like, yeah! And I'm like, what is going on here? Like I said, it's taken so long, you know, to get the group together, and they have to have their own individual films, so... And then Joss Whedon's doing it, and I'm just like, yes! It would be like a death metal fan going to a Celine Dion concert, and then watching everybody around you being like, Celine Dion! And they're like, all super excited about Celine, and then you're like, whatever. (laughs) Dude, don't compare Celine Dion to the I'm just saying, like... Maybe she was, like, in, like, a super group. Like, it's Celine Dion <laughs> and Whitney and Mariah and Christina and Brittany. And, like, instead of fighting, they, like, sing at people and, like, bust their eardrums. Well, this happened briefly in the 90s. It was called VH1 Divas. And they would do these concerts. <laughs> so this already happened. <laughs> yeah, so if they, like... 
each of them had a concert, and then they had like the huge mega concert. You'd be excited about the mega concert because they're like I was excited. They build it up so much, you know. I was back in the day. I was like, yeah. Well, that's what next next summer the Avengers. All right. You won't you you won't watch it, Joss Whedon. I will because it's Joss Whedon and it's you and those two things I love. We'll have to watch the other like. No, no, we don't. Incredible Hulk. No, we don't. I can just read the synopsis and then we can go. <laughs> okay. I, no more superheroes until that comes out. I'm done. Uh oh. There's there might be some good ones between now and then. Uh, unless they're making Buffy into a movie, oh, then no. They want to. That'd be without awesome. Josta. No, I know, and that's sacrilege. You can't do that. So, what will be your grade for Captain America? I'm hovering between a C and a C minus. See, it's not that bad. Like, like I told you this whole time. I'm like, I didn't say it was terrible. No, you're like, I, I could barely stay awake. That's, I could barely stay awake. That's not a C movie. That's like a D, like, I D minus. I said C to C minus. Mm. No, honestly, whenever they weren't having witty dialogue, it was like, no, let's bang things around and, and do things that involve heroes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> I love that. That's your that's your your idea of a superhero movie. <laughs> Let's bang things around and do things that involve heroes. <laughs> but he didn't have any like superpowers per se. He was just super strong and super agile and stuff. So it wasn't like you could be like, well, you know, he had the Spidey thing going for him. He was climbing buildings. That's kind of interesting. Or you know, Batman. He can fly. Like. He was just kind of jumping around and... <laughs> no, he had his shield. People. He had his shield. It was almost like a boomerang. He's like... I don't know why, but it reminded me of Guile from Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did remind me of Guile. Have you seen the Street Fighter movie? No. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. No, I was thinking the movie I was really John Claude Van Damme plays um, Guile, I think. Does he really? Yes. No, I was thinking of the video game specifically. Like, you know, where he just gets down. He's like, USA! And, like, throws the sonic boom. And then, sonic boom. So if, you, if, if, if Captain America would have equipped, like, Guile from Street Fighter, you would have liked it more? Sonic boom! <laughs> Take that, Red School. <laughs> No. Okay. No. <laughs> That's I just like Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like you how to sweet. <laughs> wow. Off the rails. Okay, so now that we've pretty much rambled on about Captain America, uh-huh. let's talk about the best movie of all time, Captain Ron. 1992, Captain Ron, starring Martin Short, Kurt Russell, Mary Kay Place, and... <laughs> really, Justin? Let's start there. Wait. How have you not seen Captain Ron? The Is best he... movie of all time? No, it's not the best movie of all time. I don't know. AFI might have something to say about that. Uh, how have I not seen Captain Ron? Yeah. Easily, because it's not that good of a movie. Did you have any uh, knowledge of Captain Ron before you watched it? I think before, this is like one of those Magnolia things for me, where I was like, I feel like every movie's Magnolia. I felt like every movie was The Big Lebowski before I saw The Big Lebowski, and I think I thought this was The Big Lebowski. You've already seen The Big Lebowski. <laughs> I know. You thought I was doing a bait and switch, where I'm like, Chrissy, let's watch Captain Ron, and Big Lebowski comes on? 
No, but you asked me how I had never seen this before. So I'm thinking like before, before. Okay. Like if somebody mentioned the Big Lebowski, I didn't think, oh, Captain Ron, but I thought, oh, that's the one where he has long hair and he's kind of a hippie on a boat. And then if somebody was like Captain Ron, I was like, oh, you mean the guy who everyone calls the dude? <laughs> and so I think they were, I thought they were the same movie. <laughs> All right. Are they the same movie? No. <laughs> okay. But kind of close. Oh, God. <laughs> no, they're really no. The Big Lebowski is much, much better than <laughs> yes. Captain Ron. Yes, it is. But in watching Captain Ron, I'm like, oh, so that's where What's His Face got his inspiration from Kurt Russell. <laughs> no. Yeah. He did, he did not get his inspiration for Jeff Lebowski from Captain Ron. <laughs> I think he might have. <laughs> no, he actually got it from a real person. You come on, you can't tell me there aren't some similarities between <laughs> Jeff Lebowski and Captain Ron. What? What are the similarities, Chrissy? They both have long hair. They're both scraggly. They both are kind of <laughs> like, whatever, man. I don't need any money. I'm just going to do things and like latch on other people. And. <laughs> And there's, like, robbery and extortion in both. Extortion? Yeah. What kind of extortion? Well, the pirates and Captain Ron, they were like, you come back here, we we get you, we will take your boat. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chrissy. <laughs> okay. practically the same person. According to Chrissy, <laughs> Captain Ron is the big Lebowski of captains. <laughs> That was the perfect way to put it. He is the Big Lebowski of captains. <laughs> That's exactly right. He is. Okay, number one, Big Lebowski is funny. Captain Ron, not so funny. I know, which is why I'm like, why didn't you have me watch this? Because I'm not, this is not all of Justin's favorite movies hour. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. Oh. This is, you know, I gotta slip some other, you know. Bad ones in. Bad ones. In. <laughs> you gotta slip in a few rotten eggs. This is not. I mean, this is this is not an L. I wouldn't give this movie an F. I think it's a D. I think it's kind of fascinating because it's so. It's a comedy, but it's not funny at all. How did Martin Short get caught in this? How did that happen? Um, I don't know. It's it's like a a vacation, pretty much. It's a bad vacation. It's a vacation to hell. Is it? <laughs> it's a hellcation. Nah, they got to go to like Puerto Rico and stuff. They actually, oh, that's true. They did. They actually filmed in Puerto Rico. And although, may I say, if I'm gonna like get on a vacation trip to go somewhere, I'm gonna be like mm, Puerto Rico, not number one on my list. No. No, I might go other places first. Really? Yeah. Like where? Europe. On on a boat with Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Ron, do the Captain Ron voice. I'm going to go swim in the ocean. You sound like the guy from Sling Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pilot this boat. Give me some mustard biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would have much rather had Captain Ron on my side than the guy from Sling Blade. Because he would have just murdered us all and then just gone to the... Puerto Rico on his own. I haven't actually seen Sling Blade, but I know like who you're talking about because you know, he's always like, "That's how I'll get some biscuits." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he just, I can't do the voice. 
But, um... <laughs> Captain Ron. <laughs> Here's the thing. The way he plays Captain Ron is, he's kind of, like, bumbling, and he, you know, he screws a lot of stuff up. But in the end, he actually allows Martin Short to be, like, the hero. And Just like Jeff Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Who did Lebowski let be the hero in his movie? John Goodman. <laughs> in what way? <laughs> there were some ashes. <laughs> Matches? No, ashes. Ashes? Yeah. He's the hero of the ashes? <laughs> no. I don't understand. I'm, I'm really not making a point at all. I have no idea what I'm talking well, about. So what was your favorite part about Captain Ron? I have to pick a favorite part? <laughs> you know, okay. this is a podcast where we talk about movies, right? It is. <laughs> Alright, um... I know your favorite part. What? There's a part of Captain Ron where Martin Short and his wife, played by Mary Kay Place, get trapped in the shower on the boat, and it starts filling up with water, and... I don't think I remember that scene. And we saw a nipple. Uh... No, you saw it. I, oh, I... Okay. I was falling asleep, and... I know this happened because although I didn't see it, Justin's like, nip, nip, I saw a nip. And I was like, good for you. <laughs> Trying to stay awake. <laughs> so that was your favorite scene, honey. I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. But there's actually, like, something happened. There was some kind of action involved. As I don't opposed know. to the, they just, like, sail around and they lose the compass, they lose the map. And Captain Ron's like, oh. Ugh. We'll find it anyway, because I'm Captain Ron. And I sound like wait, wait, Fat wait. Albert. <laughs> I was like, what the hell just happened to you? <laughs> Let's go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. When I was a kid, I, I had a real crush on the chick. The, the Caroline? Yeah, in this movie. Who was going to get married to that weird guy with the goatee? At the beginning, yeah. Who goes to a lot of Celine Dion concerts, I can tell. This movie came out when I was 12, so... Oh, it did. At the time, I was like, hey. I will say... And I was like, hey, what doesn't my dad take me out of school so we could just go sail around the Caribbean? I think I know what my favorite scene was. Okay. The scene where Captain Ron was like, I'm going to go downstairs and take a nap. And he went downstairs, and then everyone was like, oh, what happened to Ron? And then somebody comes up, and they're like, Captain Ron is dead! And they go downstairs, and they're freaking out, and they're, like, poking him and trying to figure out if he's really alive or not. And they, like, even poke his eye, and he's like, oh, he's dead. And then he wakes up out of the blue and changes his eye patch from one side to the other. And they're like, what? He's like, that's my glass eye. I'm fine. That was a great scene. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all night. I'm thinking of all the great scenes now. There's also one where they stop in this island, and there's, like, a bus that's selling food, and then... Captain Ron tells Martin Short's character to tell, he's like, gonna go back to the boat. He's like, watch out for the gorillas. And Martin Short's <laughs> like, what? Gorillas are not, they're, you know, only in, whatever, Africa or whatever. I got another, Captain Ron's like, nope, I got gorillas. another scene for you. I got another Wait, I'm one. I'm not even done talking about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you really were. He's talking about gorillas. Yeah. Like, G-U-E-R. Like, oh! Revolutionaries. Not, I just got that. You just got that? <laughs> So, apparently, Captain Ron was just way over Chrissy's head. She didn't understand <laughs> what was going on throughout the movie. <laughs> okay, okay. I have another favorite scene. The one where Martin Short and Kurt Russell are standing together, and like there's this Tahitian beauty in the water, and she's doing like this weird kind of like come-heather motion, 
And Martin's like, is she talking to me? And he's like, of course not. She's talking to me. And she's like, how do you know? And he's like, because I know. Hey! Hey, Tatiana! Yeah! I'll be right there! Yeah, Tatiana, I'm coming! That's your favorite scene? I thought it was just funny because it was so <laughs> awkward. And then, like, he was, like, stripping down. He's like, I'm going to go. and I'm She was gonna... naked. Yeah, he was like, so I'm going to go and, like, get my rocks off and then I'll be back. Like, this is a really casual conversation about it. And then, like, period. It was like Will Ferrell when he's going, Mom, man, no! Like, he would, he would just yell back to the woman. He's like, I'm coming! Stay there! This was one of those movies we put on uh, at the video store. And (laughs) just just because people come in and they just be so like mesmerized. They're like, Captain Ron, that's my favorite movie. And you look at them like, wow. Did anybody ever walk in? They're like, what is this? (laughs) Everyone loves Captain Ron. You know, actually, I, I, after we watched it, I went on Wikipedia and apparently it's like a big cult film now. You're kidding. Even so, they had like a huge like festival called Ron Con. Where I guess everyone, Shut your face. everyone like dressed up as Captain Ron and stuff. They did not. Look it up. Ron Con. I bet you half of those people walking into the convention center people were like, are you Jeff Lebowski? <laughs> there should be a cross. Dude, <laughs> oh, no. it could be like the Avengers, but instead of the Avengers, it's Jeff Lebowski, Captain Ron. Who else? <laughs> Somebody else with long hair. I don't know. I have to think about it. Captain Jack Sparrow. No. No? He doesn't belong in that group. There's not only bumbling, like, hey, man, sort of guys. Like, I don't think Jack Sparrow belongs in that group. Okay, it can just be a buddy, like, like a buddy comedy, and they, like, solve mysteries. <laughs> and drink a lot of white Russians. And. Wear eye patches. Wear eye patches. And play Monopoly for money. Yeah, I wonder if anybody did that while, like, they were walking to the Ron Con. They're like, Jeff, what happened to your eye, man? It's like, I'm not Jeff. Okay, I still contend that Big Lebowski is much better than Captain Ron. I agree, but and the, they're cut I, from the same cloth. I, I love that, just like the ending of Captain uh, Captain America, Chrissy was very offended by the end of Captain Ron. <laughs> you remember? Because they oh yeah, with the boat. They, they're like, they, let's go back. Because the whole thing, ugh. they were moving the boat to Miami so that they could sell it. And they, apparently, it was owned by Clark Gable once upon a time, and they thought they could bring it back to like a yacht seller and make a lot of money on it. Paul Anka wanted to buy it from them, right? And then uh, it was like an old jalopy, and they kind of figured out they weren't going to get a whole lot of money for it, but they were going anyway. They refurbished they, it. Yeah, but but the, but they made it all the way to the dock. Like, didn't decide this when they were halfway across the ocean. Didn't decide when they were getting into port. Like, decided literally as they were pulling up to the dock line, and they were like, let's go somewhere else. Okay. Psych. Yeah, and they, like, totally just turned the boat around and went back into the water, and I was like, don't they need, like, gas or... Or oil or food or... Okay, bye. Yeah. I was, Stupid. I, at the time, I was like hoping for a Captain Ron 2. I was like, oh, they're going to have a Captain... They're leaving this open-ended. Captain Ron 2. Are you kidding me? No, I didn't think that at all. Good. Kurt Russell, this was not your best work. What do you think is Kurt Russell's best? Um, I like The Thing. I like Escape from New York. I like... um. Overboard. Overboard. I was waiting for you to say overboard. This would make a, a great nautical double feature, Captain Rod and Overboard. We should have. We missed the boat. <laughs> no, we steered the boat right up to the, <laughs> and then we turned it around. Like, sorry, kids, you can take the whole year off. Oh my god, that's exactly what we did with this podcast. What? 
We took we took the boat right to the dock and then went psych and turned it around on its head. No, I think the the boat sank towards the beginning. <laughs> it's not Titanic. Oh, let's not talk about Titanic. You said boat sinking. Dude, Captain was- Captain Ron would have been like, "Hey, Jack, come on over here on my on my luggage. You know, you can. You don't have to die." And if it were Jeff Lebowski, you'd be like, have a white ration. It'll totally bring your body temperature up so you don't freeze. See, I don't think uh, there was no sailing involved in Big Lebowski. <laughs> he pretty much stayed, like, either bowling or in his apartment with his rug and his white Russians. I know, I know. His Jeff, Jeff Lebowski is to bowling as Captain Ron is to steering yachts. Take that, SATs. You're saying one of them's bad? They're bad... It's an analogy. I hate analogies. I hate SAT analogies. <laughs> All right. This has been fun. What grade would you like to give Cap- Captain Ron? A plus plus. Hey, me too. Yes. What a surprise. I can't wait for the sequel. Oh, I've been wow. waiting for 19 I was years. Say like 20 years. No, I'd probably give it like a D. D plus, C minus. I'm going with a straight up D. Although, again, I, I find it fascinating how non-funny it is. And I thought of The Last of Sheila a lot, too. I was like, is there a murder mystery on this one? Oh, Captain Ron's better than The Last of Sheila. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Oh, come on, yes. Last of Sheila was better. No. Yeah. Actually, Captain Ron would have been in Last of Sheila. That would have made Last of Sheila <laughs> so much better. <laughs> now that, sir, I do agree with. <laughs> hey! Who killed the bitch? <laughs> Right, boss? Oh, she was hot? Damn. (laughs) Oh, wow. Captain Ron. Okay. Well, got anything else, Justin? I'm spent. Sorry, guys, who listened to this and expected, like, a in-depth discussion of Captain Ron. Sorry for all of those wonderful fans we just gleaned from our Harry Potter podcast. We're like, this is actually kind of funny, (laughs) and I like this show now. And then they got this right after that. Good follow-up, Justin. Or pick Captain Ron as the follow-up to Harry Potter. (laughs) Or the 2011 Ron Con is like, oh my gosh, let's listen. (laughs) It's like the centerpiece of the Ron Con Festival. We got mentioned. (laughs) They're like, we're going to listen to this whole podcast. They're going to talk about Captain Ron and discuss its <laughs> merits and their favorite scenes and, you know, all that stuff. Dude, after we get out of here, I'm totally Googling Captain Ron with Jeff Lebowski and seeing what I get. I'm telling you. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to tweet your hate mail, you can to at Justin Winters or more likely at me, at Chris Winters. I wonder if Captain Ron has a Twitter. I doubt it. I'm going to start one. Okay. And just tweet as him. I think that that, all right, or tweet at Captain Ron via Justin Winters. <laughs> and there you go. Or the soundtrack. Okay, you With go by that. Bob Marley and stuff. I don't even know if they sell the soundtrack. Try finding the soundtrack to Captain Ron. By the way, Bob Marley's uh, Stir It Up. Chrissy thinks it's actually called Mysteria. No, Listeria. Like the disease. <laughs> I, I was like, the ultimate party song. <laughs> Listeria. Come on, baby. And this isn't a recent yeah, thing. My whole life I thought it was Listeria. There's not a, there's definitely not an Listeria. L in there. Well, I asked you in the beginning, I was like, is it really Wisteria? Like Wisteria Lane? Because this whole time I thought it was Listeria. And you were like, are you talking about Stir It Up? <laughs> you started singing it. Listeria. Listen to it. It sounds like they're talking about Listeria. <laughs> 
<laughs> it just does. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go celebrate with the White Russian. Okay. Thanks. I'm Captain Ron. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're done. <laughs>